Welcome to the Musings of Our Hearts, a Jesus Youth podcast on the lives of saints. Hi everyone, welcome back. It's the 51st podcast episode, 51st day of 100 Days of Grace. We've made it past the halfway mark. Definitely didn't think we would get this far, but praise God and all thanks and glory be to him uh, for his faithfulness is in, endures forever. Today, we actually have a wonderful story of uh, a woman's faithfulness and in, in her just even that small faith, what God can do in a receptive heart. And it's uh, St. Kateri Takawitha. St. Kateri was born into a Mohawk tribe. Um, in a, the region of New York, her mother was a Christian, but her father was not. Unfortunately, both of them died of smallpox along with her brother when she was only four years old. Uh, although she survived the smallpox, though, she was left with um, scars on her face and very poor vision. And so that's actually where she gets her name from, too. The tribe called her Takawitha uh, because it translates to she who bumps into things <laughs> because of <laughs> her funny name. Because of her poor eyesight. But she would later thank God for this, regarding it as a special grace and a gift from him, uh, because receiving little attention, she was uh, able to devote herself more freely to God. But later, she chose the name Kateri after St. Catherine of Siena when she was conver- converted and baptized. Um, she was persecuted in the tribe, though, for her faith. And because of this, she ran away to a mission in Canada. Um, she was very devoted to the Blessed Sacrament. And on the Feast of the Annunciation, St. Kateri made a private vow of perpetual virginity. However, just a year later, she became ill and passed away at the age of 23. So she's in that very special group of saints who died early and young. Her last words were, Jesus, I love you. And um, it said that as her soul was ascending into its heavenly glory, her skin, which was scarred um, because of the smallpox, became so clear and radiant. Uh, Pope Emeritus uh, Benedict XVI said that Kateri impresses us by the action of grace in her life, in spite of the absence of external help and by the courage of her vocation, so unusual in her culture. So in her faith, in, in her, faith and culture enrich each other. And so may her example help us to live where we are, loving Jesus without denying who we are. And this uh, story of St. Kateria, the, the thing that came to my mind right away, um, is actually, uh, it originates from a poem, but it's actually written by uh, a Californian rapper, <laughs> Tupac Shakur. Maybe some of you know him, but yes, he's a very secular, you know, rap artist, but he wrote this poem and ever since I read this, and then he turned it into a song too, but he wrote this, I mean, about his life, but I think it very, it, it really re- relates and resonates with uh, St. Kateri in a very spiritual sense. So the poem goes, did you hear about the rose that grew from a crack in the concrete, proving nature's laws wrong? It learned how to walk without having feet. Funny it seems, but by keeping its dreams, it learned to breathe fresh air. Long live that rose that grew from concrete when no one else ever cared. 
Mm-hmm. And so I really see St. Kateri, given the harsh environment that she was and given all the circumstances in which really there's no uh, nourishment for faith. Here we have this beautiful uh, virgin and uh, this woman who had her receptivity to God's movements within her heart allowed her to just grow and uh, come out from this little crack in, you know, mm-hmm. the concrete and uh, is such a witness of of faith, of virginity, of a life of grace, and especially, of course, of what God can do mm. in in anyone, for anyone, if their hearts are receptive to the gospel, mm. if the hearts are receptive to his love. Yeah, when you were talking about that uh, rose, that rose from the crack, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about something else, like the real mustard seed. Mm. It's not the mustard seed we use in our kitchen that is really big, but it's the real mustard seed that Jesus talks about. So when I went to Holy Land, I for the first time I saw the mustard seed plant and the seed. To my surprise, you know, those seeds are like dust, mm. very thin, very small. So it's like dust. Um, so I, I thought about that. Jesus was like, if only you have faith like this mustard seed, you know, even if this small you know, even if your faith is this small, you know, God can really work because it's all about not the size of the seed, but what is hidden in the seed. Mm. It's about that DNA that, you know, that that script that God has hid in every seed. So the thing about this mustard seed plant is like, you know, it could be carried away by wind because it's so small, dust-like, mm. and it can deposit on the cracks or crevices or the highest mountains or the valleys, wherever, wherever it lands, you know, it can grow into a bush, mm. into a bush. And there are so many other things about the mustard seed. But uh, this thing that uh, suddenly came to my mind was like, you know, Kateri was something like that, like mustard seed. Mm. That was so small, uh, uh, you know, in, in the culture where she was born. Nobody would have known about her if she has not become a saint. You know, she would yeah. have been one among the many. That's true. And she was actually the fruit of the blood of the martyrs. I said jokes and companions. They were martyred a few years just before she was born. Mm. And she she was actually the seed that was planted in that blood, you know, and had all the potential to That's grow. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. And she did grow. You know, she just cooperated with God's grace. And it is said, like, you know, she has nothing to boast of her own. Yeah. Her tiny stature, her sickness, her partial blindness, or, <laughs> you know, the, she was not at all beautiful. She had sickness, asthma, all these things she had. But she had a will or a strong faith. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she got it from her mom or whatever. You know, her mom would have prayed for her even though yeah. she died. Uh, when the baby was a little child, but that really was with her, that grace. And she she, she just cooperated with us like, you know, I don't know how many fold, 200 fold. I don't know. Because when I was reading her, uh, actually writing about her yesterday evening, I was like, oh man, the one, one picture of her that stood out was all the struggles that she had at her home. But after her conversion in that village, you know, where she would go for mass. She goes to the church at four in the morning. She reaches there at four. That opens only at five. But she's there outside standing. I don't know why she has to stand one hour outside. Maybe her desire to, to become one with her bridegroom, whatever it is, 
she would stand even in the fiercest winter mm. people have seen her standing outside and not only that in the evening also she attended two mass maybe for just four years you know after her baptism or initiation that's all she could do it but she did so well yeah. and also many times she would go and her biographer said like you know it was her this devotion to the eucharist that made her rise to perfection that fast yeah you know it takes a whole whole life for somebody to become a saint 90 year 100 year i don't know but there are young saints too but for in her case you know she had this inclination even from childhood but after taking receiving baptism in four years you know she's a saint yeah so uh, people say like you know her biographer say it is her devotion to the blessed sacrament that was largely less responsible for her swift rise to sanctity so that is one image that stood out to me uh, the most even when i was going to sleep you know i i thought about her standing outside <laughs> the church and inside the church you know getting lost in that uh, mass you know so yeah i was just also reflecting on the beauty of the church and the universality mm-hmm. of the church and how um here even pope benedict saying how faith and culture um the how they um they enrich each other mm-hmm. and so the circumstances from which we are either from into which we are born mm-hmm. or also from from which we arise from mm-hmm. from which we grow from maybe the struggles and the pains that we also come out of um and it's not just whether it's like our our the country we're born in or the family we're born into there's so mm. many other things that situations and circumstances the time period mm. you know different different things that lead into um into god's magnificence in he has chosen this time for you mm. as i as we think about esther and mm. you know how she was called to be queen mm. in that time that this time in this moment in this family in this circumstance in this situation he has it's a gift for mm. for us through which his glory his magnificence mm. his wonders his miracles will be manifested and shown and to allow then uh Th- that to nourish our faith and mm. then also to receive strength to live in those moments to live in those circumstances from our faith to receive yeah both yeah uh, and also the two popes commenting mm-hmm. you know jp2 and benedict the 16 like with the same fervor they said kateri jp2 said kateri is a god's bountiful gift to his church and a sweet frail yet strong figure of a young woman you know what contrast there mm-hmm. like you know a sweet uh frail but a strong figure for a woman mm-hmm. and this uh, religious vows and things is not heard of in their community but somehow she heard about it she wanted to do it and she even gathered some women around her yeah. who would like to live that yeah. way what an influence right but she couldn't do that uh, and also pope uh, ben- benedict says like you know uh, she she impresses us by the action of grace in her life in spite of where she is coming from the action of grace it is that grace that made her say like you know i'm not my own mm-hmm. i belong to jesus i'm not myself anymore i totally belong to jesus so that kind of a total self emptying is what made her such a great saint mm-hmm. like terry Uh, so you know such a beautiful saint in front of us and every day these saints are challenging us to offer ourselves completely 
uh, to God. And also, I was thinking about the uh, reading from F- First Peter today in the Office of Readings, uh, where uh, you know we, re- we read like Christ suffered in the flesh. Therefore, arm yourself with the same mentality. Who he who has suffered in the flesh has broken with sin. So Kateri was one person who suffered so much in her flesh, like yesterday, Saint Bernadette. All these saints, they suffer so much in their flesh so that they, they do away with sin. Mm-hmm. And that is something, uh, a great thing, lesson that we can learn, how how we can uh, do that, you know, to suffer in our flesh. We don't have much suffering, but whatever, without any complaint, that's a big thing to, for me if I could do that. Like, So let us... Uh, Pray to Saint Kateri today. Saint Kateri, star of native people and bright light for all, we thank God for your heroic courage, constant perseverance, and deep love of the cross. Pray for us that our love for Christ may deepen, and may we imitate you in following God's will, even when difficulties arise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening.